Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so... Enjoy those on us. It is, uh, again, the live Saturday show. Toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. Hopefully we're going to have uh, an exclusive announcement from our friends over at the Obscured Truth Network maybe a little bit later tonight. And in the meantime, of course, lots of stuff to cover, including your calls about whatever. We'll start out, though, with an interesting little story uh, from Reuters about Magic mushrooms. Magic mushrooms, not so much in the news these days. Not getting too much news coverage. Apparently they're not warping our kids' minds like, uh, oh, I don't know, whatever is in the news um, news today. Uh, Well, according to the story here, it may actually warp you a little bit for a a little longer than you expected it to. The spiritual effects of psilocybin from so-called sacred mushrooms last for more than a year. Spiritual side effects? And may offer a way to help patients with fatal diseases or addictions, say U.S. researchers. The researchers also said their uh, their findings show there are safe ways to test psychoactive drugs on willing volunteers if guidelines are followed. In 2006, Roland Griffiths of uh, Johns Hopkins University said, or rather, and his colleagues, gave psilocybin, which is the active ingredient in... Psilocybic mushrooms. Correct. In psychedelic shrooms. Anyway, they gave the psilocybin to 36 volunteers and asked them how they felt. Most reported having a mystical or spiritual experience and rated it positively. More than a year later, most still said the experience increased their sense of well-being or life satisfaction, according to their report in the Journal of Psychopharmacology. Griffith said, this is a truly remarkable finding. Rarely in psychological research do we see such persistently positive reports from a single event in the laboratory. Pretty fascinating stuff, huh? I mean, this is... How did this slip through? How did this puff piece on mushrooms slip through? (laughs) I can't imagine. (laughs) The drug warriors must be incensed about this I I tell you, it makes me... it, It bothers me a little bit just hearing it. The findings may offer a way to help treat extremely anxious and depressed parents, or patients, rather, or people with addictions. So, so wait, so they actually believe that this could be used to help people with addictions, that shrooms could be used to help people with addictions. I've never heard of anybody being addicted to mushrooms, so... That's a good point. Uh, by the way, he was funded by the U.S. National Institute on Drug Abuse. Gets a bit there, not, not too happy about the results of this particular survey. Uh, this gives credence to the claims that the mystical-type experiences some people have during hallucinogen sessions may help patients suffering from cancer-related anxiety or depression and may serve as a potential treatment for drug dependence. Now, while psilocybin is widely outlawed, many U.S. states and some countries overlook its use by indigenous people in religious ceremonies. Supervision of its use is key, the researchers noted. While some of our subjects reported strong fear or anxiety for a portion of their day-long psilocybin sessions, that's, that's a pretty long time. Normally, when you uh, take mushrooms, it's not going to last you for an entire day. That's like, what, a four- to six-hour deal, maybe? Mushrooms? Yeah, I, 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 it, it doesn't sound good. I would hate to, to, to be stuck in some kind of drug-induced state of paranoia for a day. I wonder what kind of uh, doses they gave. What did they give compared to... I mean, it didn't sound like they were giving them mushrooms to eat. It sounded like they were just synthesizing psilocybin or something like that. So I wonder what the dose was like in comparison to what one might take uh, on one's own 
Anyway, I, I don't know much about it. Hallucinogens, says here, should not be given to people at risk for psychosis or certain other serious mental disorders. And, you know, when you, ever hear, when you hear those stories uh, about how, you know, kids would take uh, psychedelic, you know, maybe mushrooms or LSD or whatever, and then go out and start killing people or something like that. I don't guess I've ever heard a story like that. I don't know if I've heard them anywhere but the movies. You know, I don't think that they're, I don't think they're real or anything like that, but I think that if they are real, what's happening there is someone who is a nut job in the first place has, has gone and taken that because it would seem to me that, like, you wouldn't be able to figure out how a, a bow and arrow worked <laughs> if, you were, uh, if you were tripping hard enough. So I wonder about that. I, yeah, I've never heard of, of that. The only time I've ever heard of uh, people acting violently on drugs is uh, PCP. PCP, and right. of course, the the one that people act most violent on, um, almost all you know, every day in America, alcohol. That's a good point. The legal one. A lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of these psychedelic drugs really just make you feel connected to things, and you don't want to hurt anything. Uh, when you're on, in fact, probably a good idea for uh, some of the more angry people around the world, some of the people that like to start wars and stuff, they should take a few psychedelics. Maybe it'd help them chill out. Uh, anyway, Griffith stressed that even those who reported fear find said they said a year later they had no permanent negative effects. Uh, and, you know, if you take too much of any drug, especially a psychedelic drug, you're going to have some negative side effects. I mean, if you take something that's normally very... Uh, calming and and uh, pretty cool little uh, drug like a like a mushroom, but if you take too much, you can get scared. I mean, it can too much drugs, scary experience. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. Uh, so again, I wonder what they took here. Anyway, of the volunteers who took the one day test of psilocybin, 22 of the 36 had a complete mystical experience. They said 21 continued to rate highly on the standard scale 14 months later. Even at the 14-month follow-up, 58% of 36 volunteers rated the experience of the psilocybin session as among the five most personally meaningful experiences of their lives. And 67% rated it among the five most spiritually significant experiences of their lives. Pretty uh, glowing report here. The report included some comments from the volunteers. One of them said, Surrender is intensely powerful. To let go and become enveloped in the beauty of this, in this case, music, was enormously spiritual, said one. Very interesting. Let's go Mm. to your calls about what you want and talk to Michael, listening to WFTL in Miami. Hello, Michael. You're on Free Talk Live. I've been using mushrooms as an antibiotic, and I don't think that the... uh, the the drugstores want us to have it. So, like, what kind of mushrooms are you using for antibiotics? Reishi for my liver. Reishi um, mushrooms. Oh, it's great. And I'll tell you, this stuff here they're inventing, it's out of whole cloth. There is no such thing as that chemical. I looked it up in the uh, on Google. What? There's no Delete. such thing as white chemical. I'm sorry. I missed, missed that. I'm not sure if I'm spelling it correctly, but it's not on Google. <laughs> what what is chemical it? are you referring to? Psilocybin. Oh, psilocybin. Psilocybin. Psilocybin is very, very real. P s i l o c y b i n. P s i l o c y b i n. That's what you want. Uh, psilocybic mushrooms are uh, what we're talking about. Now, the ones you're using are those psychedelic? No. The reishi will give you a feeling of euphoria because if you have a candidus infection and you get rid of it. Uh, it's like a uh, a lead weight taken off your back. Ah, so, of course. Yeah, I, 
I can see how that would be. Thank you for the call tonight, Michael. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I just am blown away. I, I think a lot of natural remedies are, and they're not necessarily suppressed. They just don't have advertising behind they them. They can't advertise because the damn FDA will crack down and send in a right. goon squad. They can't tell, they, you know, they can't make claims because, the, you know, they, the FDA is not going to let them go through the process. 17-year process to get your drug through. Millions and millions of dollars. Right. And, you know, people are just not going to buy vitamin C, you know, at that point. And from what I understand, they really do have an enforcement wing. You know how all these government agencies have their own police departments. Yeah, well, they have They've guns. got their own jackboots. Yeah, yeah, they're they going to come do. in and stop you if you, start, if you begin to advertise what a natural product can do. It's awful. Yeah. And one uh, who's more conspiracy-minded could suggest that uh, those who are in the, the halls of power in, the, in, uh, in America don't want people to get their hands on psychedelic mushrooms or marijuana or other things like that because it could give them a positive experience and open their mind to uh, different options in life. The, the you know it's been projected by uh, some people that psilocybic mushrooms are the way that uh, man created abstract thought in in general. Back when we were you know, Australopithecus digging through uh, yeah. um, you know cracking open the skulls of uh, dead animals that uh, have been left for carrion and uh, digging through yak poo to find our food, that somebody came across psilocybic mushrooms and that ate them and and that abstract thought was born. You know, I don't know, but it's interesting. Yeah, I've done it a couple times, and it only did like a like a half of an eighth, so not a very large dose. And it just kind of amplified colors and made things feel nice. Uh, we went up the mountain one morning, early one morning. I haven't done morning. it at all, and I don't think I'm interested. Was, was very. You've never done mushrooms? No. Oh, interesting. More coming up. You can take control. Bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday show. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Again, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you six, seven bucks a month to access their websites. Ours, we do it free, so enjoy it all at freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That, again, is SACL CAI. Uh, talking about an amazingly positive story about psilocybic mushrooms, you know, psychedelic shrooms. You don't hear too many stories about mushrooms, period, like people getting busted for them. Or... Well, they, they, there's no drug deal generally with uh, mushrooms. Uh, people go out in cow pastures and pick them out of That's uh, not true. Pool. That's, That's not, not so. true. There was one time uh, when we used well. to live down in Sarasota, Florida, uh, there was a house, whole house full of mushrooms that got busted. Uh, they were grow- They had tanks. They were growing them. I should have said time. there are few. Uh, you know that the, the people go out into fields and pick them. So that I don't know about that, Mark. I mean, I don't claim to know about you know the underground economy of mushrooms, but 
based on that particular bust and the fact that you can go and buy uh, mushroom spores, you can buy spores on the internet essentially and and grow your own. Uh, when remember when we came here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and, I, I and we we moved into this house and the house was just trashed. It was just awful. The house that I purchased. The yes. Side, these shiftless kids uh, just left the place in awful condition. But in the process of leaving the place in awful condition, they accidentally left some evidence that they were operating a marijuana grow room. Mm. Actually, two marijuana grow rooms in the house. And in the uh, the process of all that, of digging through all the junk that they left here, I, we actually found the stuff required to grow mushrooms as well. So they were busy growing mushrooms here. Uh, at the same time, it's it's actually, from what I understand, relatively easy to grow one's own mushrooms. And if you're starting with the uh, the, the correct spores, then f- from what I understand, you don't have to worry about like misidentifying the shrooms. Because if you're out in the field just mm. picking shrooms, there's a chance you could pick the wrong one and yeah. end up killing yourself or making yourself very don't sick. Don't eat those toadstools. Uh, so I don't really know what the, the black market is like when it comes to shrooms, but it is out there. That much is for sure. It just doesn't get a lot of attention, and it certainly doesn't get a lot of positive attention, uh, as it has done from this Reuters story showing that a significant percentage of the 36 volunteers at a University of Baltimore study, or Johns Hopkins University study, were rating their experiences very highly with these psychedelic uh, substances. And I just... Find it amazing that that is a positive drug story like this could possibly even make it into the news. Maybe things are changing out there, Mark. Maybe people are getting a little bit more open-minded. Well, I <laughs> I don't know. Um, I would. Uh, it, it bothers me just to hear the story, but uh, you know, hey, it's a it's a legit, legit story. But um, I, I wish people would, when they do think of drugs, you know, they're always they they classify them as legal and illegal, as though the legal ones are good mm-hmm. because the government said so, and the illegal ones are bad because the government said so. Right. And well, if the government was qualified to tell you which drugs were good and which drugs were bad, they wouldn't be politicians; they'd be druggists, and they're not. <laughs> so. <laughs> Some of them may be doctors, but for the most part, they're lawyers. Yeah, the the vast majority of them are lawyers, and they react to uh, you know. There's still this sort of temperance attitude. Right. You know, the old the old timey temperance wagons that used to came, come around, and they're they're the ones that gave us prohibition and all the problems, the the gangsterism that came with prohibition. You know, and it's it really it comes from the the good old preacher guy that went cigarettes and whiskey and wild wild women they'll drive you crazy they'll drive you insane. We I mean, were... it's the same nonsense temperance mentality. Last night we were talking uh, kind of an a similar vein about the uh, the respectables as they are considered the respectables out there that I would never touch these drugs where well, I'm one because I haven't stick with our alcohol that's what's good give, for society give me a cosmopolitan would you yeah well, well that's what you're talking about how is how the uh, it's the desires of the respectables uh, what they're what they're envisioning of the perfect society should be that sets the rules as far as what is and what is not prohibited. Because look at it. I mean, why is it that alcohol is okay and nicotine and caffeine they're all okay, but well, nicotine's getting worse. I mean, yeah, they're they're, yeah. they're falling from favor. It's under attack. That much is for sure. But but why is it? What is the arbitrary reason? Is there even an arbitrary reason beyond it's what we choose to? To, uh, to sample for ourselves versus those undesirables out there like the hippies and the blacks and the Mexicans. You know, is that the, is that the only thing that separates? Is it why they chose to make mushrooms illegal or marijuana illegal versus l- having these other legal products that can certainly alter one's state of consciousness? 
Is that all it is? Is it just being bigoted towards other people? Well, I don't think that <laughs> well, the vast majority of people don't think about these things. They're busy with their lives, and what they think about is, you know, it's legal or illegal, therefore good and bad. That's it. Yeah, but I'm wondering, I'm, I'm actually referring to what, uh, when the people that made this illegal, the people that made these things marijuana, psychedelic mushrooms, MDMA, these drugs that are out there that are illegal today, when they were made illegal, what was the reasoning for it? I mean, and how does well, that... They were bad. Right, but <laughs> why the are they bad when alcohol is good? What, what is it that goes through their heads? Well, they, they were made uh, illegal at about the time that alcohol was made illegal. At the, you know, I mean, the, the majority of the big drugs out there, heroin, which you could used to be able to buy in, uh, in, in a store. You could go in and get laudanum, which is a tincture. I thought the drug... The, okay, well, they must, I don't know when heroin was made illegal. I know that marijuana was made about illegal in the 30s. the same time. Really? And I, were mushrooms there too? Because you would think some of those things would only tell you. they'd only pick them up when the hippie culture picked them up. Like couldn't LSD wasn't illegal until uh, later, right? So if the hippie culture was found to be using mushrooms, then the respectables would want to outlaw that, right? That would see, it would seem to me. I'm sure we could go to Wikipedia and get all the uh, the dates and uh, statistical information we want to. But the what I find most interesting, as far as statistics are concerned, that 14 months after taking psychedelic mushrooms in a study 58% of their volunteers said that it was the fifth one of the five most personally and spiritually excuse me 58% said it was their most personal meaningful experience in their lives one of the five most and 67% said it was one of the five most spiritually significant experiences of their lives why is it in the face of information like that that someone would still say well these should still be illegal we don't, we don't want people having personal experiences. <laughs> we, Spiritual's bad. Yes, there no spe- you should not be having spiritual experiences outside of your church pew. I mean, what, that's all I want to know from you out there. Maybe, if you don't know, Mark, you listening, what is the, the rationale here? Is it just hatred for the, all those who are different? Is it just d- despising those who wear their hair differently or have different skin color? Is that all this is really based on? Because it doesn't seem to be based on any logic, doesn't seem to make any sense to me. So please explain it. Why is it that alcohol is legal, caffeine is legal, but psychedelic mushrooms, marijuana, MDMA are not? Can someone explain that to me? The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. I really believe that it's just that kind of class conflict. You know, we want to mold society in our view and how we want to do it. And if society doesn't want to mold itself, we'll just lock up all the offenders in prison, which is what they've done. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is a live Saturday edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got updates. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, you'll know it first. If you're on the updates list, go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for free. That's updates. .freetalklive.com It's the cure for naked. Jumptees.com Get funny, sexy, clever t-shirts at jumptees.com Don't go through life naked. Get jumped at jumptees.com That's 
J-U-M-P-T-E-E-S.com. Pants not included. JumpTees.com is not responsible for customers who don't wear pants. All right. Phones are loading up. If you're on hold, we will get to you here. Ask the question a moment ago for somebody to just explain to me why it is that some drugs they've decided to make illegal that, uh, you know, can alter one's state of consciousness, yet others are totally legal and acceptable. Is it the respectables? Is it that they are just simply trying to force their vision of what is and what is not appropriate uh, for one's life down on the rest of us? Is that a factor? Or is it multiple things? Is it the fact that, I mean, we know, for instance, marijuana was made illegal primarily because of certain industrial interests that uh, were very upset that hemp could become a competitor to them. So we know that there's business, uh, you know, there's a business factor as well. But when it comes to psychedelic mushrooms, I mean, what were those going to do? You can't make paper and paint out of psychedelic mushrooms. So I'm wondering if there was any sort of business arrangement going on behind the scenes with that one, or was it just hatred for the hippies? Was that what that one was? I mean, what is the story? Was it because they know, maybe they, they realized from alcohol prohibition that there was a lot of money to be made in prohibition, but alcohol was just too popular, so we'll let alcohol go, we'll make that legal, and we'll just go after some of these less popular drugs, because there won't be enough people to stand up and defend those drug users. I don't know. Speculate for me. Let's go to your phone calls. You can also bring up anything. Uh, we'll start with Kenneth listening to WFLA in Tampa. You're on Free Talk Live. Kenneth. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind, Kenneth? Oh, well, I'm a first-time listener, first-time caller, actually. Um, you know, I'm just picking up the show. Um, and I, first of all, I want to say that this is probably the most open-minded radio I've heard on you know, conservative radio. I'm well, conservative that's because it's not a conservative show. Oh, well, <laughs> Nor are we not. liberal. We are neither, sir. Just to right, right. Uh, I'm not liberal nor conservative. I consider myself, you know, middle of the road. Um, I do want to bring up the point that uh, I have seen more lives ruined due to alcohol than I have marijuana, first of all. Tell me about um, it. Now, I'd like well, to point you know, out, before to... you go on, I'd like to point out, I'm not advocating the other drugs be made illegal. Uh, we think that full re-legalization of all drugs is the solution to so many problems. Uh, but go ahead, sir, with your points. Oh, of course. Uh, you know, there are you know, many stories out there. I know somebody personally, you know... Uh, they killed somebody in a drunk driving accident. Uh, you know, their life is pretty much ruined. Uh, they've had, you know, they've not been able to get their, you know, driver's license back or anything. Uh, pretty much lost their job, lost their family over this. Did they stay? Um, in, did they go to prison? Yeah. Hmm? Did they uh, prison? No, they did get jail time, like a year or so, but uh, hmm. you know, they are not in prison. Okay. Um, but you know, I haven't heard any cases like that coming from a marijuana use. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. Uh, you know, the fact is, anybody that abuses drugs they have a higher chance of ruining their lives. I mean, you could do it with marijuana. It'd be kind of hard. But if you're, oh, a exactly, loser yeah. to be, if you're a loser to begin with and you decide to sit down and smoke marijuana all day, that's not going to help you be, you know, be more productive. Uh, right, and, and I know people that do smoke marijuana that are you know, probably some of the most unproductive people out there. You know, all they do is sit around and smoke all day. That being said, it's what you, know, you choose to do with it, uh, whether you're responsible with it or not. Absolutely. Uh, and, but they won't, they won't let the uh, government people won't let you choose to be responsible with these things. If they find out you're being a responsible drug user, that won't factor into anything. They're yeah, still going to put good. you in a prison cell. Completely irrelevant. Your right. Honor, I'm a responsible pot smoker. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, you'll get knocked out of court if you say that. Um, no, no, you'll get laughed uh, into a jail cell. So what do you think it is? Uh, do you think it's just the respectables uh, hating on the the rest of society that they you know looking down their nose and and outlawing the things they disagree with? Do you think that's a factor? Um, I think that's part of the reason. I think another part of the reason is uh, money. Um, you know, they're trying to figure out a way to uh, make money off of the illegal drugs. If they can do that, then. Uh, 
they certainly will. Right now they're making all this money off of the war on drugs, even though we're spending billions and billions in fighting it. Uh, you know, there's some underground trading going on. You know, oh, of so course. Well, the, the, uh, the spending of those billions of dollars is the making of the money for the government, because the government government is the one fighting the war. If you were the one for the government, yeah, if you were the one fighting the war, you would be the one making all that money. But yeah. you're not. It's the government and their bureaucrats. Now, admittedly, um, you know, most of these bureaucrats don't get paid some kind of huge salary or anything. I don't know. But the federal ones make quite a bit. They they do, but uh, it's there's they're still making good paychecks for not having having to work, at least in the marketplace. Kenneth, any other thoughts for us tonight? Um, well, you know, I really just uh, wanted to bring up the point that, you know, I have been thinking about, you know, trying streams or LSD. I've never tried yet, but I've done extensive research, and it seems to be actually one of the uh, uh, less harmful drugs, you know, supposedly out there. Yeah, it's um, amazing with, how uh, yeah. it's amazing how these drugs get bad-mouthed, as though, you know, you try it once and you're going to fry your brain or something like well, that. I'll tell and you, that, just not the, the problem case. with drugs being illegal is that you don't know what you're getting, and you don't, and with the uh, yeah. magic mushrooms, you don't know what you're getting out there. You might get lucky, yeah, you might be in a coma for the rest of your life. You know, that, yeah. it's, it's pretty unlikely if you're buying it from a, a black market distributor, because they don't want to really kill their customers, so odds are good they're going to pick the right mushrooms. Uh, but your high has, however, happened. Oh, sure. Things, you know, dangerous things can happen. And, as you, and you're right, Mark. If they were in the legitimate marketplace, you'd absolutely be assured that you were getting the product that you were purchasing. It might even have a quality guarantee on it. I you know, you could, all I, the other products right. that you purchased, too. Why so, wouldn't that one? So people would be safer in the free marketplace of uh, drug distribution. But because it's forced underground, there is a, a danger factor to it. But no, even so, if you do get the right product, then they are relatively safe, as long as you're using them in a safe fashion. So if you're getting you know, mushrooms for the first time, take a small dose. Don't go crazy and throw caution to the wind, because then you may end up, as one of our callers, I think he took like a quarter ounce of mushrooms, which is all, that's a pretty big dose. He ended up in the middle of the street. Remember this story, Mark? He woke up, came to in the middle of the street, standing like looking at the, you know, some Mitsubishi Fuso, uh, Fuso van that was right, standing right, in, uh, sitting right in front of him, would have run him down. You know, he almost got himself killed, because he wasn't with anybody, he wasn't taking any precautions and he just took a huge dose and so. i'll tell you it's the smart people that are the ones that end up uh you know in, in with, with schizophrenia from taking uh the, the, that it'll it'll trigger a possibility of schizophrenia in them um these uh, psychotropic drugs so be careful well what you should do is go to arrowhead.org and start your research there it's a great website a great resource for people that want to learn more than they would learn in the uh, the dare class about what drugs really are all about and get lots of good frequently ask questions and experiences yeah, the lies and that, like that. the lies that they tell in dare class are more of a hindrance to the uh, to, to, to to people not doing drugs than than telling them the truth ever would be thanks kenneth for the call tonight we appreciate it let's move on and talk to ernie also listening to wfla in tampa in palm harbor hello ernie hello you're on the air what's on your mind well uh it's a pretty complex issue tremendously complex but yeah. i would like to make a couple of points sure uh First of all, the, the primary reason uh, for uh, the illegality of the, of the psychedelics, in particular, is uh, the fact that it's uh, it's it's not only cultural, but it's you know we're supposed to be workers, we're supposed to be producers, and also we're a society of consumption. And when you take a take a substance like, a, like for example, the mushrooms, taken properly, uh, and uh, uh, it offers insight. Mm-hmm. Insight is tremendously dangerous to the status quo, in particular the the, the structure, the structure that uh, that we have created, 
uh, in the industrialized society today. And 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 these people, people who become, uh, uh, who have spiritual insight, people who have spiritual insight, uh, are a quote unquote threat. To the, to the existing structure. That's an interesting point. So basically, you're backing up my suggestion that one of the reasons, and as you say, it is complex, so one of the many reasons is that the uh, these people, for lack of a better term, that we'll call the respectables, uh, they don't want the worker bees getting any ideas, right? And these uh, these drugs could put them outside the box. They could give them uh, the opportunity they need to think about things a little bit differently in their life and maybe shift their paradigm and shift their perspective in a way that could, as you say, threaten the status quo. Is that pretty accurate? Uh, exactly. Now, another issue is the fact that uh, historically, uh, users are, or uh, societies that have utilized uh, these these uh, psychedelic, uh, uh, psychoactive substances have had a proper shaman to guide them. And that's all gone now, thrown out the window because of the black market. Thanks, Ernie, for the call. More coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, and if you enjoy the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com, get on board for as little as 3 bucks a month, and what we do is we take that money in and reinvest it into the show to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live, get on more radio stations and more internet connections, thereby exposing new people all the time to the message of freedom and liberty. Plus, you get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are available for you to peruse at your leisure at amp.freetalklive.com as we continue with your calls about whatever you want we go to don in indianapolis listening on wxnt hello don hello there hey what's on your mind don well you asked a question a while ago is uh, why certain products are legal and what products are not legal yes speculate for me don go ahead taxes 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 i don't get it what do you mean everything is legal liquor is legal a lot of taxes Okay. Cigarettes are legal. A lot of taxes. That much is true. Then why not legalize the other drugs and tax them? Well, we've just got some people up there that don't know how to count. <laughs> well, I wouldn't doubt I that. I don't know about that. I feel yeah. like it's a little more. Mm, they have no way of that. controlling the marijuana growth that's in the in uh, in the world. Well, don't you think that people, if they wanted to, could uh, grow tobacco in their backyard and roll their own cigarettes, and then the bureaucrats wouldn't benefit from the taxes? I suppose they could make their own still. They certainly can make their own beer. I've I've yeah, done it. Do um, so you know, I, it was nice to make my own beer. The government didn't get any taxes off of it. Made me feel real good about yeah, that. Hooray for that! At, but you know, I, the people can. They would just prefer to. You know, it's just a heck of a lot easier to go get your cigarettes tailor made and and nice with a filter on them uh, at the the store rather than try to, you know, grow your own tobacco. Yeah, well, years ago, we, we uh, the government uh, passed regulations that allowed the farmers only to grow a certain amount of tobacco. Now, in the southern tier of states, they, they got tobacco plantations down there that grows acres and acres and acres. Mm -hmm. But up here in Indiana, if you've got 100 acres, you may be able to raise a tenth of an acre in tobacco. Really? 
Yeah, well, the regulations are a big problem. I mean, regulations on the drugs that exist are unfortunate because it keeps people out of the marketplace. It protects those businesses that are currently in the marketplace from competition. So certainly uh, regulation, while it's preferable to a total prohibition, is still not the true free marketplace and less, still less than desirable. Thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. You have a nice day. Thank you, Don. Thank you. 800-259-9231. That's the number for you. We continue with uh, Todd on the line in Clearwater listening on WFLA. Hello, Todd. Hi there. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Todd? Well, I was just um, heard the show before. I don't know whether you guys always have this topic or if it's something different each week. but It's whatever happens, man. There's no real plan or anything like that. It's a caller-based show, so anybody can call about anything. We just happen to start with this one this week. What's on your mind? Oh, well, I, I was just, I mean, I, I've never taken any drugs. I've never done mushrooms or you anything You've never done like alcohol? That. You never drank alcohol? Well, I have drank alcohol. Okay, then that's you've a done drug. drugs, my that's friend. All right, go ahead. Well, I guess just because of, you know, the nature of what you can buy and consume it, you know, people don't think of it as, a, as you typically would. You it's, know, it's a heck of a lot more mind-altering than a lot of drugs out there that they, they consider to be you know dangerous and certainly yeah. illegal. I can smoke uh, bowl after bowl of marijuana, and I will never get as effed up as if I would drink, you know... Well, drink a fifth of whiskey, it'll probably of, kill you. Yeah, five shots of alcohol, put me on the floor. Yeah, but there's, there's a lot of drugs where, and like I said, I'm not talking from experience, but, you know, where people will take... Um, uncertain amounts and then have horrible reactions because you just don't know how your body's going to react. Right, and the reason for that is... Ever heard of alcohol poisoning? Well, the reason for that is because of the black market, actually. All of the occurrences that you ever hear about of that happening... By the way, that doesn't even happen too often. More people are killed from improperly prescribed prescription narcotics than overdoses of illegal drugs, interestingly enough. And alcohol poisoning. Uh, Yeah, well, alcohol poisoning as well. It's the prescription drugs that'll kill you. But what you're you're referring to there are impurities. Uh, Sometimes they mix a batch of heroin that is stronger than... Than they, and that they that they have intended to mix it as it uh, didn't get cut enough or whatever when it hit the uh, the consumers and then somebody takes a dose expecting it to be you know the size of X but it turns out to be ten times X and so they overdose and kill themselves and the fact is that wouldn't be happening in the legal marketplace if those products were put back into the marketplace because then you could actually you would know exactly what it is you were purchasing you would know the quality because they would have quality controls in the labs they were made instead of being you know made in some back shed uh, or in their bathroom so the the illegal factor is what puts people at danger primarily does that make sense so, yeah it makes sense yeah it definitely makes sense but i guess i'm trying to figure out are you guys proponents of of all those different types of drugs you know wanting to make them legal or I, well there's one, I know, there's a difference between being right, a proponent remember, of a drug I, and wanting I'm to against make it legal. the drugs i'm for making them legal i am for some of the drugs and for making some of them legal well i think that marijuana's uh better if you're going to do a drug do marijuana rather than alcohol because it's better for you and uh, has fewer side effects but as i i think that drugs should be legal and i think people that don't hurt anybody should be put in jail ever i mean i just hear these people that have called in talking about this spiritual experience and all that kind of stuff and it just sounds like you know they're looking for an excuse to just sit around getting high instead of yeah uh, i know it sounds that way to somebody that that doesn't have experience with drugs so i can understand where you're coming from i at probably you know age 15 when i was fully indoctrinated into this anti-drug uh dare class belief system uh, i probably would have felt the same way 
And that's, I mean, while there are certainly drug users that just want to sit around and get high and not do anything responsible with their lives, there are many, many more drug users that are responsible members of society, people from, you know, the taxi driver on up to uh, doctors uh, that that use drugs recreationally and use them sensibly and and safely. And, uh, you know, you, you really can't. You really can't describe what it's like to be on a drug to somebody who's never uh, really experienced it. I mean, the best you could do with uh, with mushrooms would be to say that it's a it's a uh, it's an experience that helps bring you back to to earth. You feel I very, haven't very done connected. mushrooms, and I, I don't know anything about um, mushrooms, but I can tell you that a lot of the psychedelics really just they they make me paranoid and crazy. Is I that right? I don't recommend them at all for anyone. <laughs> um, I'm against I mean, I'm- psychedelics. I'm sure it's a lot of fun and everything, but it's like, you know, there's so many other things that you could be doing with your life that are constructive. I agree why, with, why, with that. I, I totally agree with that. Do you think we should put people that do them in jail? Because um, there's so many more constructive things they could do. Well, <clears throat> I think that we should definitely put people that sell them in jail. You know, why is that? that do them. What's well, wrong with that? You know, having things and selling things is just a human condition. If I have a car, I'm not more evil than when, if I sell my car. Well, a car's not, uh, you know, it's not illegal. It's not something that's going to kill or hurt somebody. Well, the hell it isn't. <laughs> Look, man, oh. more people die from cars in this country than drugs. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, no, you know, I, no, I don't you know, know what you're saying. You don't know what you're saying, unfortunately. And yeah, this more is, people the die problem from alcohol, is, is that people friend. get to have opinions about things that they don't know anything about in a democratic-type system. But I don't have to sit, I don't have to know and have tried every drug to know that, hey, look, you know, the kids get them or people get them that don't have enough self-control. They don't know when to stop. And I know you can say that about alcohol. You can say that about ice cream. I say it about skateboards, man. Right, and I would never put somebody who's drinking too much or making irresponsible decisions with their alcohol choices, I would never put that person in a prison cell. I, and, and I wouldn't expect anybody would want to do that to me for smoking a marijuana cigarette after a hard day at work. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't want to do that either. I mean, I don't think there's a reason to do that. But what I'm but you put is, the guy that sold me the marijuana in a jail cell. What's the reason for that? They're selling it to a lot more people than just people that are responsible with it. So? And a lot of people get hurt. Wait, well, so what? There marijuana are kinds doesn't of hurt you, anyone. You can go out there and buy, well, if you drop a bale of it on your head, it could. <laughs> it could I suppose you. it could. Uh, yeah, but, but you guys were talking about shrooms and like i said i don't know anything about them but you were saying that Clearly. you know certain types you know you could be uh it could be lethal so you get somebody right. that's selling some some bad stuff yeah and um you know it's sure. gonna hurt people i understand that but how many times have you gone to walmart pulled a bottle of advil off the counter and gotten bad aspirin sir how many times has that happened well, it doesn't happen. Right. Now, the reason for that is because aspirin is a legal product created in the in the legal marketplace where comp- their companies are open to competition, and so they have to have what's called quality control. They can't just let this dangerous stuff out on the marketplace without helping people understand how to take the, the doses, how much is appropriate to take, uh, and, and, again, making sure that the product they're releasing is up to spec. And that stuff doesn't happen in the black market because right. the products are illegal. So what we're talking about here is re-legalizing these products because at one time they were all legal in the past and everything was fine uh we're talking about re-legalizing them so all of those quality control methods can come into play and therefore people will be safer i want to thank you for the call tonight we appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 that is the SACL cai toll free line so many people are just in the dark on how beneficial 
re-legalizing drugs can be, even if they don't even use drugs. Legal you... drugs are only beneficial to criminals and cops. Illegal drugs. Illegal drugs, yes. More coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. Hour 2 is on the way. If you're on hold, we'll get to you. It's Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls about what you want to talk about, let's start with Don in Pennsylvania. Don, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Hello, Don. Yeah, we're here. Hey. I, uh, I'll just make it quick. I talked to you guys uh, last time, and uh, Mark said that he would be more than interested in uh, what I had to mail him, but uh, I, I believe I have your address, but I just wanted him to know that I did mail him a big old envelope of stuff, and I hope he can read it and, you know, enjoy. Okay, did okay. you have anything you wanted to talk about tonight, Don? Well, other than the, uh, some other stuff, such as, uh, well, well, let's put it this way: where in the where can you find any law that says drugs are illegal, except you know, according to the government? Where well, I'm I, sure they can, I, I mean, I've looked at it. And, I don't know. I'm sure they could write a law if they wanted to that says drugs are illegal. I'm sure they have at some point, Don. I mean, just because well, they write down uh, words on paper doesn't mean it it means anything to me, though. Yeah, but if you if you read, uh, you know, even though it might sound a little bit archaic anymore, but if you read the Constitution, they won't have nothing in there. As long as you don't do nothing to anybody else, it's perfectly legal. Well, the one other could certainly that, are, I think you're right about that. I think that uh, one could certainly make a sound argument that the drug laws are unconstitutional. That's one of the reasons why when they prohibited alcohol, they actually went through the process of amending the Constitution. Mind you, it didn't mean that prohibition was any better because they amended the Constitution. was still an awful idea. But uh, at least they went through the motions with that one. With the drug laws, they didn't even bother. Don, thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. And no one can call them on it because they run the court. And there's not much that you can do or say that can change their minds because they are benefiting financially from the drug war. The the cops are cashing in big time. Well, uh, the, the politicians too. Uh, the politicians to a lesser extent. They the get people re-elected. that they know that uh, you know want these uh, sweet contracts. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the politicians benefit because they can, you know, they can campaign as the big tough drug warrior and get some votes out of that. But the real beneficiaries are the drug dealers themselves who are rolling in profits, black market profits, uh, and the police that get billions upon billions of taxpayer dollars to fight this so-called war on drugs. Uh, and on top of that, they get asset forfeitures. So if they see you driving a car down the street they want to get their hands on, they pull you over, plant some crack cocaine in the back seat, take your car from you. But um, now the individual police officers don't benefit. Uh, except oh, in, sure they unless do. they unless they do uh, you know a little they can take deals some of the, the sides yeah, things you, like that. You come across if you're a police officer who's willing to uh, break a few rules here and there, you come across a, a you know a trunk full of cocaine, and you know somebody who can get rid of that cocaine for you. You can take some of that cocaine and then only report the rest of it, and uh, you know. Make sure. a little money on the side. And, and to a lesser extent, uh, probably, I'm sure that there's big stacks of cash around at the when they when they bust these guys sometimes. And it's probably a lot easier uh, morally for a person just to grab a big stack of cash than it would be to uh, grab a kilo of co- cocaine. Yeah. However, um, there was a big push to hire police on a local and state and uh, even federal level back in the early 70s when Nixon basically started the war on drugs. And... So a lot of cops wouldn't even have jobs if it wasn't for the b- war on drugs. That's a good point. Let's continue with your calls. Uh, go to the ladies who generally come first, but I forgot about it for a moment. Carly in, for, in uh, Florida listening on WFTL. Hey, Carly. Oh, hi. Hey. hey. Um, how you doing, guys? Just super. What's on hey, your mind Hey, everybody tonight? else out there. Hi. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say... Carly's a star. Um, I think you're using the wrong phrase about do um, don't legalize it. Just decriminalize it. You know, this is a been... lesson I learned back in the 60s. Okay, give me the de- give me the difference, the distinction, because we've been kind of debating the the difference for a long time on this program. We switched well, kind of back it's and just, forth. It's simply we don't need more laws. I agree with that. I agree. But I don't know just, if legalization necessarily you know, connotates that more laws would be created. I mean, for instance, if you were to re-legalize, which is the term I prefer, because at one time these drugs were legal and they were unregulated, I don't think it necessarily connotates regulation. Actually, there, because, was no, there was no law ever written regarding it. Right. So you could go to the corner store. You could send your 10-year-old to the corner store, and he could walk exactly. in and buy yeah. a bottle full of heroin because... Laudanum. Or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, laudanum, yeah. It was yeah, no problem. Could. And that's the truth, and we were cowboys. Whatever right? whatever happens, though, either way would be fine with me, right? Legalization or decriminalization. Me too. It's just simpler to just simply deregulate, uh, decriminalize. But I also wanted to tell you that, yeah, I've had experience with um, the mushrooms, and in tiny doses, mm-hmm. they're super for pain relief. Really? Um, it's just, the thing is... These things, when we were more a rural society, um, people grew them in their barns. So they could take a trip without even leaving the farm. <laughs> totally. And, <laughs> it's a staycation, um, Mark. <laughs> you know, you, you can chop them up really tiny. You can regulate your own dose. Yeah, well, like that, 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 hold on a second. Water. That may be true, but at the same time, you also don't know how much psilocybin is in the mushroom that you're getting. That said, the less you take, the safer you're going to be. Well, I still go with my neighborhood. I would like to just trust my neighbor. So you buy them from you your know, neighbor? Is that, just, is that what's going on? Yeah, just go to my <laughs> neighbor and buy a mushroom and you know, decide, well, I'm going to test this one mushroom. So would you rank... Uh, Just simply um, the the local neighborhood, kind of like a family thing. 
Yeah, your family drug dealer, sure. Yeah. Now, Carly, would you rank your uh, mushroom experiences as these people in the study we talked about last hour did as a very positive experience in your life? Very, yes. Never a bad one. How? What would you with, say to? What with would you chemical with chemical things like LSD? Um, not so good. Yeah, bad news. What would it's certainly organic. a lot stronger? Organic is the way to go. Um, you get, you know, what, you know, a little dot, you know, and that's supposed to be your dose. I'm sorry, that's Nazi stuff. Go organic. Well, LSA is the active uh, one of these, I think, bases of LSD, as far as I understand yes, the process, and that is yes, natural. Yes. So I don't know. Well, yeah, everything well, in the world it, is it natural is. to it some is extent. Also, you know, falsified. But, yeah, you're right. How do you feel about the people that want to throw you in a prison cell, Carly? How do you feel about those folks? I'm so happy. I just want them to come right now. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Nick in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Nick. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, Just about uh, the whole drug conversation. Uh, When most people talk about uh, drugs, they're usually... Uh, talked about some of the harder drugs, and that's typically heroin is something that they tread on. And I, I just wanted to, I'm not going to incriminate myself, but um, a little information about heroin. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation about it. Um, over the years, it's it's been singled out as the worst drug. There's really not a lot of evidence to that. The same people that they point to as abusers of heroin are usually the same people that would abuse ice cream. Or hmm. abu- I mean, there there are just addictive personalities out there, and those that are addicts would be addicted to whatever. It doesn't matter if it's heroin or not. Um, me, for example, I know a guy who basically every Friday night he comes home from work and he gets high on heroin. Wow. And that's, I mean, and he's not, he's not, uh, I wouldn't call him an addict or... So he's not addict. shooting up in the bathroom at work? No, no, he's not. I mean, he just comes home, gets high on heroin, sleeps, wow. and, I mean, he, he kind of goes through that short withdrawal. The thing with heroin is it's a lot, it, the withdrawal is much shorter than it is with oxycodone or oxycontin or any of those drugs. So you're saying um, that, you're, you're saying that heroin is actually less uh, intense of a withdrawal than the legal versions of heroin that are on the marketplace? Uh, I'd say so. I think uh, with intensity, it might be the same. Is your friend um, injecting the heroin, or is he doing it some other way? He's storting it. I mean, well, how he gets it is he gets it from people that, I mean, he knows. It, this is the whole thing. If you know what you're getting into, he, you can make it safe. And yeah, well, as safe as it can, can be. You can't really be 100% safe. And thanks, Nick, for the call. You can't be 100% safe in the black market because you never know when a batch is going to come through uh, tainted or uh, too strong or something like that. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line this live Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those on us. And those features, uh, they include 
live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version. Both are free for you, so enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. And do you want to easily update the look of those old cabinets or that old set of drawers? Well, innerknobs.com offers a wide variety of knobs and pulls for every taste and budget. Save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's innerknobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Or see their banner at freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231. That's the number for you to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything as we continue with your calls. We go to Chuck listening to WSC in Charles. Chuck, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, hey, how you doing? Um, what's my up? question is, all right, uh, I've done, you know, some drugs recreational, and they always end up, you know, you go to a party or whatever, and you end up uh, doing some drugs, and y'all, they always end up in the bathroom seeing who can get, you know, as many lines in their nose as possible. So, what my question is is, that if they were legalized, is there a way to make the drug uh, less? Uh, have the less jonesing effect where you just got to have line after line after line? I and have no so, idea what's possible. I mean, as far as scientifically, I, I can't say for sure. But, I mean, have they made alcohol that doesn't create hangovers yet? I, I mean, I think that certain right. substances, they have inherent factors to them. And if you, you know, take too much of that substance, then, then you know, something bad is going to happen. Or if got you, to pay uh, the piper. There's going to be some well, sort I of... Well, I mean, yeah. in that case, then... then uh, I mean, I mean, you know, every party you ever go to and there's, you know, coke around or something like that, it always ends up, you know, in a bathroom, in a back room, somewhere doing, you know, one after the other. Just, I, I wouldn't uh, know. I don't happen to me. Yeah, I, I, don't so go to, I don't go to those parties, so I really can't comment. Well, but. I mean, you're talking about partying with doctors and lawyers and this, that, and the other, you know, and, and I've done all that, and yeah. that's where it always ends. So what, what you're saying is... Yeah, you know, without knowing that, I mean, if you legalize it, then what you're doing is you're just putting everybody. And I'm an ex; I don't do drugs anymore. But okay, and, and what you're doing is if you legalize it, you're just putting everybody in that. That's what those drugs do to you. Well, now, so it's um, not like what are we putting everybody like in? What? Wait, I don't understand. Well, what you're not, saying. Okay, here it is. It's not like you just sit around and do a line and say, "Oh, okay, that's great." And that's not the way it works. Now, they should be able to do know, as so many let's lines look at as alcohol they want. for a second. Let's look at alcohol and use this. Who are the people that generally do the uh, the beer bongs and the uh, they stand on their head and drink a funnel of uh, right. a beer? Right. Those are college okay. kids, right? The only high people right. in high schoolers, the only one in, the, in in America that it's illegal for them to drink. I think right. it's the illegality partially that drives people to want to consume these things even more so. Um, right. if, if, it's, if there wasn't that sort of, well, this stuff's going to go away, this lack mentality, because it's not easy to get coke, and it's not easy to get heroin. You have to go, you know, work well, real hard to get it. If you could uh, just go down to the drugstore and get the stuff, there wouldn't be quite the drive. Granted, these are uh, okay. addictive substances. Well, yeah, I mean, right. the, the cost in the free marketplace uh, would be driven down. I mean, compare, for instance, right. the price of, uh, if you go and buy a bag of tobacco to roll your own cigarettes with, you can get like a, you can get like a pound of tobacco, rolling tobacco, for 12 bucks. And compare right. that to, you know, 1200 to $5,000 well, know, for I mean, a pound I'm, of marijuana. I'm saying, I think you guys got a good point. It's just what I'm saying is if they could take the, you know, they, if they manufacture it with quality control 
and take the jonesing effect away from different drugs, you know, because I I don't think there's any drug out there where you just do a little bit and say I'm done. Well, who knows? Uh, what, I smoke a little pot and, and I'm done. Well, who knows what okay, the, uh, the, pot. That's I mean, a little the, the marketplace could come up with something. I know that there no, are there are some supposed after, uh, like things you can take for drinking that'll supposedly get rid of your hangover. I don't know if they actually do or not, but they claim, you know, products that you take after the fact that will get rid of the hangover. So maybe they could develop things like that. But either way, it's a, it's a non-issue yeah. for me because what I'm concerned about is allowing my neighbor to, uh, to, to do what he or she wants to do with their lives and not try to impose my viewpoint on uh, them. That's the, I, okay, I do understand that. No, right, so, so if you, you want to go yeah. and snort cocaine all night, I think that's your business and it's what you should be able to do. If it was a legal drug, as it used to be, you could go and buy a pile of cocaine for the amount that it costs to buy you know, an eight ball today, and right. you could do as much of it as you wanted. And that's your business, and at least that way, when you wake up in the morning, uh, or the afternoon, well, I don't know how it works with cocaine. talking from past experience, yeah. you don't just do a little bit of coke. That's you know, fine. You do a lot. It's an addictive, okay, so it's an addictive substance. At least if it was in the, the, the legal marketplace, you could do a lot of coke and not break the bank on it and not have to go out <laughs> and uh, – I know that you said you partied with doctors and lawyers. Those guys can afford their cocaine. But the people yeah, that are on the other side of the, uh, the economy, they can't afford it. And so they go and they rob and they steal and they hurt people in order to get the money to buy the coke. They, right. in, the, in the free marketplace of drugs, could be able to buy as much coke as they wanted and still have money to pay the rent with uh, the next morning because um, – I understand. Yeah. And, you know, I, I am with you on the fact that if you're not hurting anybody, why don't you do what you want? But yeah, exactly. I, I, my only concern is it just it's going to lead to more, uh, say, poverty or it's going to maybe, maybe no, not I can't poverty do that. because it, it's cheaper. It's right, cheaper. Right. Okay. Uh, I just don't want to see a lot of people in the gutters because it's a good they point. Can't get We're going to address that coming up. Stuff. I'll address that here in a moment. Thank you, Chuck, for the okay. call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Let me just uh, insert this story. Since he mentioned he, he was concerned that in a legal marketplace more people might use and end up in the gutter, that sort of thing. David Borden at uh, StopTheDrugWar.org addresses this exact concern in this week's edition of the Drug War Chronicle. He says, do drug laws affect drug use rates? It's a core prohibitionist assumption that they do. If you pass tough drug laws, harsher penalties, drug testing, more arrests, use will decline. Liberalize drug laws, decrim, medical marijuana, harm reduction, and drug use will undoubtedly skyrocket. Society will implode. We'll end up with people in the gutters. It'll be the 70s all over again, maybe even the 60s. As it turns out, we've heard these concerns over and over again. I don't know what forever. he's talking about, the 70s and 60s. I you know, <laughs> didn't see this happening anywhere I was in you the were, 70s. You were born in 1971, though. So right. Well, I, I don't I, know I, how aware you were of all that. I, I guess. I'm just trying. <laughs> As it turns out, however, it's just not True. Study after study has failed to find any increase in marijuana use following the passage of decriminalization laws in many U.S. states. For example, people are more complex than the simplistic boxes that drug warriors try to put them in. Add one more study to the pile, an important one, by the way. This study, carried out in conjunction with the most recent World Health Organization mental health surveys, boasts 19 authors. That's 19 authors from 18 different countries on every continent of the world. They examined data on drug use from 17 countries. This diverse, respectable group of academics from around the world determined that, quote, drug use does not appear to be related to drug policy, as countries with more stringent policies, like the United States, did not have lower levels of illegal drug use than countries with more liberal policies, like the Netherlands. Eight 
18 studies combined, or 19 studies rather, combined into one. Done by scientists. All fine. Not by preachers. Right. Not All by politicians. Finding the exact same thing out. In other words, says Borden, the drug war is all for nothing. So what is the point of it? We've proven that we can invent more and more ways of ruining or interfering with people's lives. But ruining lives isn't a policy goal worth our dollars or that our consciences should tolerate. If harsh, if harsh policies don't stop sellers, as we discussed uh, recently, and if they don't deter users, then what's left? Well, nothing worthwhile. Your drug war is having zero effect on whether or not people choose to do drugs. It's confirmed a million times over at this point. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the bulletin board system. You can get interactive and have conversations with lots of our listeners. Over 300, uh, 350,000 posts await you to surf through there. Uh, so head over to bbs.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. It's free. By the way, that's bbs.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we continue with your phone calls, uh, let's go to John on the line in New Hampshire. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, on this drug war thing, there are several, or there are many reasons for the drug war, and I wanted to talk about several of them. Okay. Uh, you were talking earlier about the respectables, and, and what what do they have to say about it? Yeah, I think that they do, and, and in fact, there are a whole lot of people that believe in government that really just like to tell their neighbors what to do. You know, you need to be like me. If that's not, you know, if I don't think that's the right thing, then... Uh, I don't mind uh, at the point of a gun. They wouldn't hold a gun themselves necessarily, right. but uh, they don't mind telling everybody what to do at the point of a gun. And that includes some of these nice religious people who would think that if you wanted to have a spiritual experience or uh, even just relax, you'll do it the way you're told. Mm, right. Uh, who, who would Jesus imprison? The religious folks. Uh, the relaxing part, I suppose you're just supposed to be uh, dumbed down and, and watch the local sporting events and, and buy into that thing or just, you know, do the, the mass media kind of thing. And I guess that's supposed to be relaxing for some people. It's not very re- relaxing for me, although I don't find relaxation in most drugs. I do find it in some uh, beer occasionally, and and uh, I wouldn't be opposed to uh, trying other things once in a while, but uh, don't find myself doing that. But the history... Uh, of this also, um, speaking of the respectables, uh, they've been used to support this. Uh, if you go back to marijuana, when they decided they wanted to make that illegal, they uh, had a racist campaign against blacks and Hispanics. That's uh, true. Saying that these people on, on marijuana would come after your white daughters and that, that sort of stuff. 
I wonder if that was the primary motivation. I think that might have just been something to get the other, uh, you know, uh, wasp senators to vote for it. Uh, whereas well, the, the real thing. motivation was probably Henry Anslinger and Dupont, these other companies that were heavily invested in products other than hemp, and they did not want to see hemp, uh, you know, be legal in the marketplace. So I think that was probably the primary motivating factor, and they just used the fact that oh, them black folk, they smoke it. We don't, we don't like black folk, and so right, they used that, that as a, as a, their kind of promotional venue to get it right, illegal. That was the sales pitch. That yeah. was the sales pitch. And Anslinger, I guess he was involved in the newspaper industry as well, and uh, he, so he had a big mouthpiece so so that he could uh, promote that. In the case of opium, my understanding is that when you had the Chinese, Chinese immigrants right. out on the West Coast that were willing to work for uh, wages that were lower than the unions, the unions pressurized to to, to push for opium to be illegal. Uh, and just to touch on two more, war is the health of the state, so so the state is always looking to fight some nonsense war. And and the final one, and and I have and, and I just have one example of it that that always comes to mind. Uh, the government uh, funds secret, covert, illegal wars all over the planet through the CIA, and we have uh, the one example that I always recall because it was so black and white you had this guy named Hassenfuss who was working for the CIA who flew down to Nicaragua one year we're having the uh, the Nicaraguan Contras and whatever all that was down mm-hmm. there the the Marxist uh, regime and all that and and, uh, and you had the Congress here in the United States saying that the war was illegal and yet the CIA was running guns down there to these people well, the CIA so Hassenfuss fellow had had run down had uh, brought a plane load of guns and on the way back he was shot down yeah it crashed That's right. what was he carrying with him was a whole bunch of cocaine there's really been some interesting evidence there and i think you've really but, knocked out uh, the arguments john but it brings, uh, but, but but that kind of if you follow that through and you say if it's illegal and congress isn't funding this how do they pay for those guns that went down there yeah, there's well, definitely some solid evidence, and you're citing some of it. And, John, thanks for the call tonight. Good. Uh, a nice little wrap-up of a variety of some of the reasons why uh, certain drugs are illegal today while others are not, to answer the question I asked uh, earlier tonight. You can bring up anything, 800-259-9231. It just, people don't respect the choices of their neighbors. That's all that this is about. You need to, if you want to be free, you need right. to respect the choices your neighbors make, even if they're different choices than you would make. And that's and that's really the hard part about freedom is, um, well, you know, you, you know that there's people out there that are going to make bad decisions. There are people out there that are going to make bad decisions. And, and they'll continue making them. Whether, to allow them to do so just yeah. sounds like a terrible idea. Well, the fact is they continue to make the bad decisions even after the bad decisions are made illegal. And then once they make those bad decisions, the fact that they're illegal compounds the problem as though it were bad enough that they were hooked on some sort of addictive narcotic. Now they get to go to a prison cell. And I have to pay to keep them there. It's just just a sick, sick twisted system that does not show any level of compassion whatsoever for one's fellow man. Let's continue and talk to Scott in Tampa, listening on WFLA. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, gentlemen. Hey. Um, not here to um, give you my opinion. I think that you'll be able to uh, get that from what facts I'm about to state. Okay. Here in the Tampa Bay area, within about a 24-hour period, we had two drug busts gone bad. First one... Uh-oh. In a Target parking lot, uh, the police were doing a sting. The guys bolted. 
um, crashed into a mom of three, oh, killed three the mom, mom. Yep. three children in the hospital. Oh. Next day, um, down in uh, Sarasota, uh, there was a sting set up at a McDonald's. Mm. <laughs> the uh, sting didn't go as planned. The cops, multiple cops in masks and guns, drawn, nice. stormed into the McDonald's. Everybody hit the floor. The oh customers gosh. and employees didn't know what was going on. They thought they were being robbed. The guy runs in the bathroom, shoves a kid aside, basically created a very serious potential hostage situation, if wow. not mass killing. Um, and and they, he had $950 worth of drugs on him. That, that Plus, they were selling him the drugs, which is the weird part. But anyway, that's, that's not the point. Um, the point is... These are two issues of very public stings right. with the public at risk. Yeah, dying and being terror, uh, terrorized by these police. This, the excuse on the police side is, well, we have to keep them somewhat high profile because otherwise the officers might be in danger um, if we're out in a rural area. Oh, so and I'm thinking, yeah, isn't that what they signed up for? And, no, it's and, not. And how actually. many moms do we have to lose uh, for every officer that we save? You'd be amazed at the uh, the level of protection they put in their own codes as far as what the rules are the police officers uh, follow for themselves. They're very, very concerned with their own safety. Officer safety is a very, very uh, b- big factor when it comes to the police doing However, things. when they do these uh, SWAT team raids, how often, and it, it happens often enough, we, we have a story con- uh, all the time, they bust into the wrong house, they shoot people's dogs, as a matter of course i mean yeah. it's just like they come in they shoot the dog and then they find out oh we're a wrong house sorry yeah it's really just out of control and none of Check these out. things both of the stories you gave never would have happened if drugs were simply re-legalized all the people if, that were buying those drugs would be able to go down to the corner store pick them up go home and everything would be fine there'd be no if gun i may add and the the drug war in columbia um how long do you think it would take to get the air out of the the the, the rebels tires um if, if drugs were legal in America. Right. That's that's the way the FARC is funded, is through cocaine, period. And they enslave uh, farmers there to grow the stuff. You're absolutely right. Great call tonight, Scott. Thank, Thank you, you. For, uh, for making that call. Great examples of how the drug war is... It is terrifying people for no reason whatsoever. As we read earlier, the more restrictive drug laws are has no fact... It is not even a factor in whether or not people use drugs. It's not even a factor. So all these people being arrested, terror, terrified, killed, having their homes and cars stolen from them, all of it does nothing but enrich the police department and impoverish the rest of us, and it's time it ended. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Our website, freetalklive.com. All the features are free. And if you like the show, we need you to do us a favor. It'll only take you, oh, I don't know, a minute of your time? Maybe not even that. You need an email address, and if you've got one of those, then go to vote.freetalklive.com and cast your vote for the show. If you like what we're doing, it's one of the best, simple, easiest ways to help Free Talk Live out. You just go to vote.freetalklive.com, and it helps pump us up on the Podcast Alley rankings, the top ten for the month of July. So it's a a once-a-month thing. Once you've done it this month, you're done. So take a moment. 
right now, if you're in front of your computer, if you've got a computer in the vicinity, go to vote.freetalklive.com. Cast your vote for Free Talk Live. It makes a big difference for us. We really appreciate it. Let's continue here. Uh, your calls, we go to them. First, we'll talk to, I believe uh, we've got Jack in Boca Raton on the line on listening to WFTO. Good evening. Hello, Jack. What's Good on your mind? Good evening, and thank you for taking my call. Well, my thing is this, and maybe people are tired of hearing it, but I'm getting a little tired of these politicians, these two guys running for president right now. In this respect, they're all coming up with ideas to try to get the United States to get more oil, get more gasoline, and bring the prices down at the pump. And they're trying to tell the people, well, we should conserve by kind of carpool or use public transportation or what have you. But look at what they're doing in spending and jet fuel and everything else flying all over. Why don't they turn around and go back to the railroad cars and do these whistle stops like they did 54 and 60 years ago when Eisenhower, Stevenson, et cetera, ran for president. Maybe they'd save some money, too, and help save the country some oil and gasoline. Well, That's all I wanted to say about it, but I'd like to hear your opinion when I hang up and turn the radio back on. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. I, you know, I, I've got to agree with Jack. Uh, politicians don't. The medicine that they want to give you is nothing like what they take for themselves because they believe in their hearts that they're better than you. That, that's really what they think. They know that they've got the power. They don't mind using it, and it doesn't matter uh, to them how, what your life's like. That gasoline that they're using, they, they don't even work for their money, man. Yeah. The money's given to them. They don't know what it's like to work for their money. John McCain is a serial bureaucrat. Mm. Barack Obama, I don't know that he's ever had a job, a real job. By a job, I mean you don't work for the government. Yeah. Um, and, and many people that do work for the government work real jobs, but politician... No. Eh. They don't provide a product or a service to the marketplace whatsoever. An officer in the military? I, I question that. I mean, you know, sorry, I don't. I, I'm not of the opinion. Hey, a bureaucrat's a bureaucrat. I'm not of the opinion that uh, anybody who's working for the government at all understands what it's like uh, to work for a dollar in the same way. They don't have the same they, incentives. They don't have marketplace incentives. They may work hard. I can go out in my yard and I can work hard digging a hole. That doesn't mean that I've worked hard for a dollar. It doesn't mean you've created value for it. No, I know that in order for me to, you know, the, the best way that I know how to make um, value is by selling radio ads. That's what I do for a living. That's how I make my money, and that's how this show goes, right. survives. And that's the marketplace incentivizing the best thing I can do. I'm a poor hole digger. I'm a poor jet pilot. But I can sell radio ads like nobody's business. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Vince in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hello, Vince. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing hey, tonight? dude. What's on your mind? Listen, I agree with you on this war on drugs because I think it's being fought out on the nation's highways. Yeah. Very much so because... I read from uh, this insurance.com that the number one problem is that people have, you know, what the police find or what the investigators find is people either are under the influence of drugs and alcohol, but it, it, that's the secondary issue. The major issue is that alcohol is legal, but, uh, you know, just smoking a marijuana cigarette's not. And, it, you know, I'm not saying it, it causes accidents or people 
Right, there's no evidence whatsoever to suggest that uh, driving while high on marijuana is uh, going to cause an accident. In fact, they do find that the people that are on marijuana are aware that they are impaired to some extent, and they compensate. They actually compensate in their driving ability. They might drive a little slower. They might uh, be a little bit more careful in order to compensate mm-hmm. for that. And that's, the same can be true of someone who's uh, you know been a you know been drinking, depending on what I their mentality is. I still think driving is. under the influence and whether that influences alcohol or marijuana should be uh, you know a, a crime. I don't agree. I think driving dangerously should be uh, a crime. I don't think that driving under the influence is in any way inherently dangerous. As you said, Mark, you know, last night you were driving home on after drinking two beers. Two beers, yeah. Right. Well, and you know, you know, you're under the influence. It's not. It's not true. Not not, a, not from a legal standpoint. There's alcohol in your in your veins. You are under the influence. Fine. Um, and I waited. You noticed that I waited ten or twenty minutes, yeah. 20, 20 or fifteen minutes before I left. Vince, thanks for the call tonight, dude. We I appreciate hearing from you, man. Saying, uh, could, Sorry? Is that the, in Indiana, they passed what they call the Marijuana Tax Act in 1937. That was during the Great Depression. And I, 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 I think you'll find the majority of the states at that time passed them various, what they call the Marijuana Tax Act. Or marijuana stamp act, yeah. They did, and uh, I think that you know those taxes still exist, but obviously they, they don't, just really don't care too much. They just about. don't give anybody the ability to sell them. Yeah, you can't really pay them and, and, and sell yeah. them anyway. So really, what it is is selling without the license. Yeah, it's it's just a it's a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo, and it, jumbo. really the the reality is they're putting people behind bars for a for a plant that grows in the earth, and it's madness. Thanks, Vince, for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Uh, you can bring up anything. We go to Brian in uh, Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Brian. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, there's been some serious calls tonight about like drugs, and I thought I'd you know maybe lighten it up a little bit. All right, go ahead. Uh, a couple years? No, it wasn't a couple years ago. It was a couple weeks ago, actually. That uh, you guys talked about like a zombie attack. Zombie? And, uh, yeah, that's right. The uh, the zombie invasion. What to it's do? It's been a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. what to do? Actually, made a it a couple t- months was it? Yeah, we actually oh, turned God. it into a promo. It was so good. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, I just, you know, thought of an idea. What if it was zombies versus raptors? Who do you guys think would win? Rap, well, like velociraptors. It, it, huh? individu- sure. Are we talking about the same amount of raptors against the same amount of zombies? That's a good question. Important Let's, fact. Uh, I'd say like a pack. Is it a pack of raptors? I, I, I don't know. Maybe they call it a claw. Um, versus wait. what? Wait, a pack of raptors versus... versus let's say I have three zombies. Three zombies. Oh, the raptors would tear yeah. them to yeah, pieces. I'm, 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 I've weight. got the raptors over the zombies. Height, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the raptors, they've got the... Uh, the They've got that kind of natural factor. Of course, the the claws. They the got the big claws, toe. The, and and they've got the instinct that the zombies just. I, I just get the feeling the zombie instinct isn't as honed. It isn't as as crafted as uh, the the velociraptor. So I think yep. it'd be a short. I think they'd make short work of them. What do you think? Uh, well, I mean, if the raptor did scratch the zombie or eat it. Would it become a zombie raptor? It could. You know, you're right about that. I, but does that mean the the zombies win? I don't know. Well, yes, That's if if the world the, ends, well, right. If the if the raptors get uh, turn into zombie raptors, then uh, I think technically the zombies have won because the zombies they don't really care about winning. Of course, nor nor do the raptors necessarily. They just want to spread their zombiness. And if that was the case, then that their goal would be achieved. That's true. And then the raptors would turn on one another, and then you've got zombie raptors versus regular raptors, I, I, and that'd I be a good fight. I haven't I think. seen a lot of uh, of evidence that just touching a zombie makes you, uh, you know. Well, I mean, scratching it. If you get like 
Well, have you ever scratched a zombie? Have, have I ever scratched <laughs> a zombie? I can't say that I have. No, no, no. no. Wait, wait. Well, it's when the zombie scratches you, right? It's when the yeah, zombie but, bites you. I mean, if you, you get his stuff under your fingernails, you know, maybe. That's uh, you could cut off your hand. You could you could survive that one. Like if you touch the zombie, you could That's probably. That's true. But could, the raptor doesn't have that kind of brain that it. Yeah, can but the raptor's happens. hungry though. That raptor wants that meat. Yeah, if you eat a raptor, zombie, that can't be good for you. Would would zombie yeah. meat really be attractive to a raptor? I mean, they haven't really been alive. So oh, do the ra- zombies? Oh, that's, right. Yeah, the zombies, zombies have been alive. No, they're not really alive. They they're are not alive. The Walking Dead. So I mean, would would putrid, rancid, old meat be attractive to a, zo- a, a velociraptor? I think not. I don't think a raptor really cares. You know, I mean, it's never. I, I think so. I mean, look. I think you, I you have know. to call George Lucas like a <laughs> Jurassic Park, Dead Rising. You know, type. If you of, get a chance to talk to him, uh, make sure that, you, that he dubs you uh, a Jedi because he's the only one in the world that can make you a Jedi. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Hey, dude, thanks for the call. Appreciate you lightening things up a bit here tonight. And uh, always interesting to talk about fantasy matchups. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue. Ryan in Texas, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hello. Ryan, Ryan, what's on your mind? Hey guys, um, I'm also going to lighten up a little bit because this talk of drugs is really making me kind of sad because a lot of my family members are dealt with drugs and uh, it's not a good topic. And you know, there might be some kids listening and it's kind of sad. So I'm going to lighten up with a little uh, topic for you guys. All right. All right. The, incredi- that- the Incredible Hulk. Yep. What are his limits? Mark, you're you're the man with the Captain America shirt on, well, so you would know this better when, than I. When you look at well, Incredible Hulk, uh, is is the strongest character in the Marvel universe, but there's also the DC universe, and Superman can, uh, you know, the, he's he's like moved the planet Earth before. The Incredible Hulk lifted a mountain. I, 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 so know, mountain is about the max, huh? Yeah, that's that's about where he's at. I mean, the the, the angrier he gets, he gets the stronger he gets. But in in the Marvel universe, they always have their limits. Whereas Superman, Batman, you know, you're talking about billionaires. Batman and wasn't that, a super anything, though. but but he's he was a toys. billionaire. Ah, okay, there you go. Hey, thanks, dude. More coming up. Hour three's on the way. This is your show. Bring up anything for real. It's Free Talk Live. Provider and licensing details are available. If this is your paycheck and this is your debt, what are your options? File bankruptcy and tread water the next seven years? Or make a call for Care One Credit Counseling Services and start getting out of debt today. A Care One Credit Counseling Agency can help you get immediate relief from stress caused by debt. And you'll have one lower monthly payment instead of the pile you have right now. Call a Care One agent today and you can start saving hundreds of dollars in fees and interest payments. Care One agencies have helped over 4 million people get out of debt and they can help you too. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224 and find out how you can lower your monthly payments up to 57%. One 15-minute phone call can change your life. Call 800-952-9224. 800-952-9224. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number as we launch an hour number three of the live Saturday edition of the program, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 
And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. I'm going to bring on a uh, special guest and to get right back to the calls here. I know that many people are hanging on and waiting patiently. We will get to you if you are on hold. Uh, first, though, I want to go to our friend Sam over at the Obscured Truth Network, who has been holding quite a while himself, uh, to announce, I think, the world premiere of your new documentary. Sam, are you there, sir? I am. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, I've been a long-time listener to Free Talk Live for a couple of years now, and it's really profoundly changed my perspective on the world, on government, on a lot of these things. And you guys talk about these concepts that, you know, government is based on the consent of the governed, and that's where they... That's what they claim. That's what they claim. And they also talk about, you know, the government was established to protect and maintain the rights of individuals and that all men are created equally. And I, I started looking around, and I noticed that, you know, there's there's laws out there, like the seatbelt law that's in almost all states except New Hampshire, I believe, to where if I'm not wearing my seatbelt, this company that employs armed men will pull me over on the side of the road and demand money from me. And, and you thought they were there to protect you. Well, how can they be protecting my rights? They're infringing upon them when they do that thing because there's no... Uh, Nobody that's nobody has been harmed. There's no corpus delecta. Well, and now, Sam, that's the will of the people. And if you don't like it, you can go and get elected and work through the process and try to get those laws changed. It's the will of the people to be hassled by men with guns. Well, that's fine. But Everybody wants that. You told me that government is based on consent. So if I mm. don't consent, are you willing to aggress against me? That's a good question. You know, the, the, the will of the people, they want something nice, like people to wear their seatbelts, because by and large, you're safer if you wear your seatbelt. However, what the people don't understand when they go out and, uh, you know, vote for the politician that's going to, uh, you know, t- carry this banner of people should wear seatbelts, is that the government only employs one tactic, and that tactic is threats, you know, the intimidation that comes with threats, Kidnapping in the form of jailing people, and ultimately shooting your butt down in the street. Well, so I decided to engage in a little experiment. I took three traffic citations to two different courts to just ask some of these questions to find out what the government's position is. And in my latest one, I brought a camera into the courtroom. I bet they were really happy to uh, to explain, you know, their their role and your role in this, and uh, how it is that they came up. No. You came up with the obligation. In fact, uh, not exactly. Yeah, nobody wanted to answer anything. Nobody wanted to answer my questions, and they wanted to make sure, you know, I went and got permission to use that camera in their courtroom. But some things became apparent in this process, and one of which is the language. Uh, you know, it's it's my ticket, supposedly. It's my case. It's my trial. It's uh, my citation. You know, all of these things, they, they make it mine. It's my plea, for example. Uh, but really, my implies that the, the agreement is based on consent. If they pull me over on the side of the road and I don't consent to the ticket, does that mean they just don't give it to me? No, no, it doesn't mean that at all. So then it's not my ticket, is it? It's their it's ticket. Their, it's their ticket. They're the one demanding that I go through this process, that I jump through these hoops, that I go before this guy named Judge 
and uh, in address by all of their rules. I love, uh, by the way, how you turn that around on them whenever they try to tell you things, and you can see this in your video, which we're going to tell people how to get to in a moment. But uh, you you can see it where they they say, well, here are your pa- here's your paperwork. It's your trial, and you turn it right around and you say, no, it's not my paperwork. It's your paperwork, and and the way that just neuters them is amazing. The the guy that was trying to hand you that paperwork, he didn't know what to do. He gave up at that point. He walked away. Yeah, it was interesting. So when I when I did go into court and they just started stonewalling me and wouldn't answer my questions, didn't told me basically you don't need to understand this. We're going to enter this plea on your behalf whether you like it or not and you need to go get one of our government approved lawyers, you know, despite the fact that you're here to abolish the court system. Uh, and I don't know how a government-approved lawyer is going to support me in doing something like that. Cause yeah, they're not. He's not. career is on the line. Right. They all won't. the government-approved lawyer is going to do is tell you how to navigate the system. He's going to say, oh, you need to plead not guilty or guilty, and this is what you'll get. And they, they, they don't tell you, uh, you know, the truth. They don't g- give you alternative options. And they just... No. Want to get Our legal through? system has been hijacked by the attorneys. Well, they've all sworn I mean, an justice, oath. Justice is supposed to be a commodity. Like Justice is a commodity like anything else. People want a commodity. I don't need a professional shopper. I can get one, but I don't need a professional shopper to go to Walmart to take care of my business. I could have one if I wanted to, but you darn sure better have a professional, uh, you know, justice guy. One of the, the a guy who's in the uh, lawyer union, the bar represents you. Otherwise, they're not going to be very good with you. It sounds like you've absorbed and the lessons Sam uh, t- teaches in his video. I taught, le- I taught Sam the lessons. <laughs> <laughs> really, Mark? <laughs> the other thing I noticed is um, that the bureaucrats are really, really disconnected from the violence that um, backs up their every order or their every request. They don't want to be and associated with it. They don't want to believe that what they're doing is violent. They, they really believe that they don't. And Even the man I, with the gun didn't want to believe that he was being violent. Yeah, in video. He, he didn't. He never threatened me, despite you know he was about to drag me out of the courtroom. That was, I guess, not a threat. And you know, it, it's just he just kept denying it and denying it and denying it because they they don't want to believe that they're part of this. They, they I guess. It's hard to even explain, really. Well, yeah, I mean, why would you want to see uh, the nasty, ugly side of your job? I mean, the true reality. Why would you want that revealed to you? Then it would make you question uh, what it is that you're doing, and it would put your paycheck in jeopardy, and you'd have to consider quitting. And, well, they've got nice benefits, and you want to keep those benefits because they're really, really good. They're government sweet cheese benefits. So, I mean, all of the... Uh, the motivations are there for them to uh, try to ignore that for as long as possible. So I brought that out front and center, and I stopped complying when I realized this was not really a process for me to understand what's happening to me, that these people were willing to uh, force their mandates, and they believe that you know they have jurisdiction over my life and my rights, and that they can give me these commands, and I'm required to follow them whether I consent to this process or not. And so when I stopped taking the paperwork and I just looked at them, they got very concerned. They, they, they really wanted me to continue participating in their system and, you know, make sure that I believe in it. I, I feel like the thing that scared them the most was that I just stopped cooperating because I don't believe the court to really be legitimate after what it did. Well, that's got to be frightening because if that spreads, if more people start to do what you're doing and that is, again, not cooperate with the system or cooperate as little as possible, then that must be a terrifying thought to them. 
I mean, because they that's would. that's what it all hinges on. That's why they are perceived as legitimate is because people go through the motions, they go through the process, they believe that it's okay, that everything is, is just, and this is the justice system, and it's the best one in the world, and uh, this is the way things must be, and this is how things work. But as soon as one guy says, no, I don't want to participate with this, I'm not interested in consenting, then it must be just a terrifying thought that there could be five more people that could walk through that door that might do the same exact thing. And they also realize, uh oh, that means we've got to pull out our guns on this guy and start telling him what to do. Right. And that alone encourages other people to say, to, to sit up and take notice and say, look, I don't think what's happening here is right. And that's why they don't want cameras in the courtroom. And. Uh, why I was so happy I was able to bring mine in and get away with it. Right, you know, and, and if you listen to the law and order types, the first thing they'll tell you if you don't want to have your car searched or you don't want to have your home searched or you don't want to be uh, fingerprinted at the bank when you cash a check is, well, have you got something to hide? Mm. And that's really the question I have for all the bureaucrats. Why is it the judges won't let cameras in the courtroom? Why do cops not want to be videotaped? Yeah. Tell me why it is that bureaucrats are scared of cameras like criminals are of guns. Because they're criminals. It's like they... shining lights on cockroaches. cockroaches. That's right. why. Except these cockroaches are doing something nefarious, whereas the cockroaches in real life are just going about their uh, their natural business. These roaches in the halls of bureaucracy are actively uh, engaging in theft and threatening and harm innocent people. Yeah, they're so worse than the roach, roaches they have in Florida that fly. Right, so of course they don't want light to be shined on them. Sam, I'm going to hang on to you here for a bit, and we'll continue discussing your new video documentary that's been released. Uh, we've got a, I guess you could call it a pre-release copy, uh, because it's not in the right aspect ratio, but it's it's watchable. You can go to freekeen.com. It's the top item at Freekeen right now. Go and see his a great new documentary called The Court of Public Relations. We'll talk a little bit more about it here in moments. It's available right now at freekeen.com. More coming up. You can take control. Bring up anything. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up what you want. Live Saturday edition. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are free. So enjoy those on us. And those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. That shrine.freetalklive.com. And travel less and meet online. Try WebEx free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com. Enter promo code 600 and start your free trial of WebEx today. You can get a free webcam. You sure can. We go back to Sam in Texas, who is uh, from the Obscure Truth Network. And Sam, you've been doing some really great work uh, recently in the courtrooms of America, specifically the ones down there in uh, Texas where you live at the moment, though you are a Free State Project member. And by the end of the year, you are expecting to be up here in New Hampshire bringing your courtroom antics with you. And uh, can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to that. Oh, too. yeah. Yeah, because then you can finally have a real audience uh, in there that's actually coming to specifically see your work. Because you've done an amazing job, and uh, you've been doing it all alone, essentially going into the uh, to the courtroom to challenge speeding tickets. And actually, you aren't even really intending to challenge them. Um, you just want to ask a bunch of questions before you get to the part where the judge takes a plea. And from what I understand, 
in at least in Texas and probably most of the country, because a lot of the Texas and, and a lot of the Constitution is very similar in their language. Uh, from what I understand, it actually says in their rules that the defendant has to understand the nature and the cause of the proceedings against him before he can enter a plea. Is that not correct? That's correct. It's in the Texas Criminal Code. Um, or actually, the understanding of the plea is actually a Supreme Court decision uh, that has been handed down that you have to enter them knowingly, voluntarily, with a full understanding of the nature and cause of the charges and the penalties levied for the offense. So you actually go into these courtrooms and stand in front of the judge and ask and tr- attempt to ask questions about the nature and cause of the charges and the proceedings, and they don't want to answer your questions. So you, you would plead if you could just get your questions answered which is a requirement to, supposedly a requirement to continue on with the case, but they just want to ignore all that. And in the the case of the video we're talking about here, uh, which has been released now at freekeen.com, the Court of Public Relations, this judge wants to enter a plea for you. He he did, in fact. And I, as soon as I, as that happened the first time, I said, you know, on whose behalf did you enter that plea, sir? And he said, on yours. And I said, okay, so I understand now you're representing me here. Oh no, sir! I'm not. I'm just not going to put up with it. And then he restates it and says, uh, "I'm going to have you enter a plea." And I said, "No, I'm not entering a plea, sir. I I have some questions here that I need to understand in order to plea. Are you going to?" And he just wouldn't have it. Mm. He wouldn't let me ask any of the questions. He wouldn't answer. Ran right over you. Yeah, well, they don't want to answer those questions uh, because there are usually other people in the courtroom, and if they hear those kind of – it's bad enough for them to hear someone not just going along with the system. That's dangerous enough to their legitimacy, but for them to actually answer those questions in any sort of an honest manner would absolutely contribute to destroying their legitimacy ever further in the eyes of those people that were watching. Exactly. So it puts them kind of in a – bad position whichever way they go if they run over me which is what happened in this case then it looks really bad and uh, some people sit up and take notice the people in the courtroom were a little bit stunned as i walked out and there was one guy in dreads a black guy sitting in the back of the courtroom and as i walked past him he's looking at me just with a serious face and i kind of smiled and he <laughs> he got it and he smiled back at me he's like oh cool man nice <laughs> so nice. It's, it's fun you know people people see this stuff and i think they do sit up and and take notice, and I hope I hope they start to think about um, the relationship of government and and really its role and its function in the in today's society. Do we right. really need it? It's a great question, and I think that what you do a brilliant job of in this uh, new video. I think you do a brilliant job of really showing the government court system for what it is, as Mark Stevens from AdventuresInLegalAid.com has pointed out, and I think you do brilliantly in your video, that it really is nothing more than a cover for their violent activities. It's nothing more than a big public relations ploy uh, to get people to think that what they're doing is in some way legitimate, when in fact it's not at all. Uh, they don't need your consent. Clearly, they're willing to put in pleas without your consent. So why do you need to be there? It's because if you weren't there, it Look more like the courts in China, and then it wouldn't be, you know, then it would be more obvious to people that the whole thing is a big scam. Yeah, people need to, to participate in order to make it their own process and feel like it's something that they own and that maybe they're in control of, despite the fact that, you know, I went in to ask these questions and lost pretty much all control I had. They, they, they just did what they wanted, regardless of my consent or my understanding. 
So, uh, you know what you might want to do, Sam? I know you're going to be going back to the courtroom. Maybe you should like print up some flyers to promote the Obscured Truth Network and and start distributing it in the courtroom. That way, people can go and watch your video after they've seen you stir it up. Yesterday, I went and dropped off, uh, or I went and filed that appearance bond, and when the lady saw the camera and asked, what do you do, or what are you making a film on, I said, well, I'm here to abolish the government courts. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to go back and give her one of my cards, yeah. and she'll pretty quickly spread it around, so they'll have a really good <laughs> idea of who I am and what I'm there to do. The funniest part was when, you know, she, she heard that, and she's like, um, Becky, th- this guy's here to abolish the government courts. What, do I do? <laughs> what, what window does he go to? <laughs> What's the form? <laughs> so uh, people can go right now to freekeen.com and the uh, the YouTube version of the Court of Public Relations, your new 30-plus minute uh, documentary, is right there at the top. Now, the aspect ratio is kind of screwy. I know that you're working on correcting that, Sam, and hopefully by the end of the weekend we'll have a, a real proper version of uh, your documentary but the, the whole thing is available in full right now at freekeen.com. And once we get the proper looking, where it doesn't look like you're kind of squished, uh, once yeah. we get that one up, we'll replace it with the with the correct one. But people can go right now and enjoy this, and they really should, and share it with some friends too. Because uh, yeah, don't 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 keep this to yourself. This people need to see. I agree. Thank you, Sam. Anything else you want to cover tonight? Uh, that's it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the call, sir, and thanks for all the hard work. I know you really busted your butt to get that out by tonight, so thank you. All right, I, and I hope it was worthwhile because, or the, the wait was worthwhile. I think it will be. I've watched it several times now, actually. I mean, I watched a pre pre release, I watched the pre release, I watched the I've watched it once, final. and it's good. Yeah, it's worth watching again, too, because it's just so amazing what he's able to do as one man in the courtroom. I mean, surrounded by all these government bureaucrats and people willing to enact violence on him, still not consenting to the process, not taking their paperwork, not signing their forms, asking really um, really good questions, not getting any answers, of course, but just showing that it's possible to challenge this system even if you are all alone. Now, I don't recommend that. I recommend you join the Free State Project, move up here to New Hampshire, and join a bunch of other great activists, uh, both from the political side and the apolitical side and you know the market-based activism like we're seeing with what Sam's doing here, and get, a, get interactive with us up here because then you've got activists to back you up. We'll fill those courtrooms right. with uh, full of people. I, you know, I don't necessarily want to see uh, the, the government courts completely done away with or anything like that. I would just like to see the bureaucrats held responsible for their actions. I want to see um, well, sovereign immunity done done away with. I think that somebody should, if you know, if, if a police officer harms somebody in the line of duty, they should be liable for that person rather than the department being liable, which means the taxpayer. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Back to your calls about whatever you want here in moments. Again, you can catch Sam's video online right now at freekeen.com. More on the way. Your calls about anything go. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line for you. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are totally free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Those features, by the way, include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, 
go and download them. We've got an entire year's worth of the program right there on the website for your downloaded convenience. There's no logging in. There's no membership fee. None of those nonsense hoops that those other shows want you to jump through to get their archives. Ours are free right there on the front page at freetalklive.com. So enjoy those on us, uh, especially those of the uh, those of our listeners out in the vestibule right now that are listening to the program tonight. One of the probably busiest Internet forums I've ever come across. Uh, they've organized another one of their Vesti prank nights, Mark, and uh, we figured it out immediately as soon as the guy called in about the velociraptors and the, the didn't zombies. Take, didn't take much, but, uh, you know, it, they... They're clever as long as they don't cuss. I don't right. care. Right? Yeah, we we'll let you get on the air. Don't lie to the phone screener. Uh, tell them the truth about who you are, what you're calling about, and we will take your calls about anything on this show. Which is, it's not really a challenge to crank Free Talk Live. We like a good crank on this show, so we welcome uh, a good crankers on this program. But I had actually thrown out a challenge to the vestibule the last time they called in to call one of the big name shows like Michael Savage. You know. The, the king of the nighttime world is... How would you describe Michael Savage, Mark? He's a um, xenophobic bigot. Pompous windbag. Who doesn't mind killing anyone who, uh, you know, just doesn't fit into his paradigm of the world at, you know, America at the end of World War II. He hates brown people. He's a scumbag. He's suggested uh, bombing uh, the Middle East to glass, which I think is the most irresponsible thing that that one can say. It's just disgusting. As though all Arabs are the same. And, uh, you know, if, if we kill the 99 good ones in order to get one bad one, it's fine. No, it's not fine. So I want to encourage them to uh, to go after those guys. And, you know, if you could actually get through uh, with a good crank on one of those shows and you get it recorded, we might actually play it back. I mean, it was really good uh, since the Vesti is kind of uh, in with Free Talk Live now, I guess you could say, for lack of a better term. But, you know, I think the Vestibule guys would really, the crankers, I think they'd really appreciate Sam's video that we were just talking about, the Court of Public Relations. Go to freekeen.com. It's kind of like cranking the court system. In a way, yeah. I mean, you, you go in there on a speeding ticket or whatever, and you just start asking question after question prior to the, uh, the, the portion of actually getting to the plea and piss off the judge and get kicked out of the court and do it in front of a whole bunch of people. It would seem like that'd be right up their alley. Of course, they'd actually be putting their butts on the line, so it's a little more risky than Well, on the line to show. do what, though? You know how these judges are. They can get upset and throw you in a jail cell. They, they don't. Want to. They're not going to throw anybody in a jail That's true. Cell they didn't do that with Sam, and he was all by himself. So it seems like he's been having some real good success. Anyway, I recommend anybody go to freekeen.com and uh, watch Sam's new video. It is excellent. We continue with your calls. Dave has been waiting patiently in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Dave? Calling about your... Uh Talk about the drug war this evening. Yes, sir. I'd like to surrender, please. <laughs> I've got a white flag. What side are you on? I'm on the pro-drug side, unfortunately. Okay. But I'm tired of mandatory minimums. I'm tired of uh, what's it going to take to get us out of the drug war? How much are we spending in the drug war? Billions. More than we're spending in Iran and Iraq. Oh, more, I don't know. No, about, that's not more about than that. that. No, they're they're blowing up all kinds of no, uh, expensive the government equipment. No, say that is we're not spending it, but we are seizing it with asset forfeiture. Every penny they take, the government gets to keep, and they don't have to account for it. Not much is we true. We get more if you money the, from the if drug you consider war the drugs than themselves we get from anywhere assets. else. That's why they won't end it. Well, the cops I want certainly surrender. do. 
Right. The cops I want to surrender. <laughs> yeah, Let's I, end it. I wish it would be over, but as you say, they're getting way too much money. If they see you driving a car they want or they like your house, they can just manufacture exactly. it. And they can, they I'd, can, like to, I'd like them to not only legalize everything, in which case hopefully half of the really bad people would be dead in a day from overdose, but uh, the good people would get to use it as something they may need. I think marijuana is like Prozac for me. Dude, I've seen so much example, you know, so many examples in real life of people who use marijuana for medicinal purposes, and Thank it is you. amazing and how well it works. And they don't do tests for that. I mean, they do it for blindness. They do it for sickness when you have cancer. My and girlfriend, that, believe, they, you don't, you don't even have to have cancer or be blind. My girlfriend true. swears that when it's that time of the month and she's having, exactly. uh, she's having pain, oh, she can take a, pu- a, a few puffs of marijuana and that a, pain it works subsides. As a pain pill. It works for nerves. It works for so many things, and they refuse to test it. Well, it has Go ahead been and tested. Legalize it and let's find out. It actually has been tested in some cases, and uh, it's absolutely helpful for people. Yeah, but they make it very difficult to do research. Hey, thank you for the call, Dave. Yeah. We're glad you're out there, and I appreciate your call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Unfortunately, while we have all of the rational thought on our side, while we have all of the facts on our side. While we have the best arguments, the most moral position, while we've got everything in our corner as far as re-legalizing is concerned, it doesn't matter. Because whenever something comes up, and I've seen it happen here in New Hampshire over and over again, we're making progress slowly, but man is it slow. They came up with this uh, decrim bill earlier this year, and it went up in front of uh, the committee or whatever in the state house. You know how those politicians have their committees. And... The, as always, the police chiefs trot themselves out with their same old propaganda about how marijuana is worse now than it ever was in the past. And it's blah, blah, blah. It's going to make you grow uh, breasts if you're a man. I no, don't they don't say, say that, that one. one. But, but they, they, they trot out so many old cliches. And, the, and because they're the police chiefs, for whatever reason, they're special. And so the legislator types bow down. I don't in think front that's the them. reason. I mean, the, the fact is that law enforcement against prohibition, LEAP. Uh, Leap.cc. They they they. But they're not chiefs. They're not the police chiefs. That's not the reason. They're former law. That's not the reason the politicians do it. The 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 politicians vote to keep uh, drugs as legal as they possibly can, uh, as illegal as they possibly can, just simply because they're scared and they think drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Well, either way, it's all going to come to an end. I'm thinking we're going to see some marijuana civil disobedience here in New Hampshire sometime next year. Maybe we'll do it on 420. Well, because last year or this year rather, we did a gambling. public civil disobedience on 420. So I figured this next time we'll combine the two. We'll have gambling and marijuana smoking all at the same time. I think that'll be a lot of fun. So all the funds being had up here, go to freestateproject.org and help us uh, make these really important changes. Uh, more coming up here, 800-259-9231. We go to the amp line and talk to some uh, some of those free staters. Adam is on the line from New Hampshire. Yes, hello. Hey, Adam, you're on the air. Yes, sir. Hello, I'm calling to complain about that fascist comment that your authoritarian co-host made a while ago which one god he said that a peaceful person who just chose to enjoy some cannabis while driving should be thrown in jail shame on I you think mark these ideas are very dangerous yeah he is a fascist Falling. you know i'm sorry intoxicated driving is uh you know it's one of those things that you just intoxicated what's that what's his, what do you mean by intoxicated 
Uh, I mean, intoxicated, having uh, imbibed drugs. So I could have a, like, uh, I so can't drive after a couple... should go to jail? Right. Is that co- what you're saying, Mark? I'm sorry, what's that? A, g- a visit to people Starbucks. People coffee while driving should go to jail. Do you agree with that? You know, um, if they had enough coffee, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, coffee really? can make people very, very agitated. Why can't you just uh-huh. be sensible, Mark, and advocate that so people that? that are dangerous drivers be taken aspirin. off the roads? I, I don't think aspirin, uh, you know, affects mood or mind-altering. In- how do you sleep at night? That's what we're trying to figure out. I sleep fine. People, peaceful people in jail who haven't hurt anyone? <laughs> I've slept peacefully in jail, dude. As long as it's not him, because he drank two beers and drove home last night. So as long as it's everybody but him, apparently, that that, that imbibes, then it's okay. I think these are awful ideas to be spreading. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm glad you called them out on the carpet for it. Anything else on your mind? Isn't that enough? Thanks, dude. We appreciate the call. Yes, it was enough. Thank you. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Stephen in Massachusetts. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stephen. Stephen? Oh, he's gone. Sorry. Let's try Joe. Uh, Joe, on the line from the vestibule. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Joe, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Oh, seriously? Uh, You made it, man. Well, I was just wondering. It starts out with a story, and then I have a question for you guys, okay? All right. All right, so I was sitting, and I was drinking my cup of joe, and I put in 1.4 sugar packets. Uh-huh. And then I was sitting with my friend, who's an RIAA agent, and he put in 4.1 sugar packets. Anyway, he told me that 10 years ago, over 9,000 PS1 memory cards were sold. And my question to you is, are you ever going to give me up? Are you ever going to let me down? Are <laughs> We've you ever been rolled. More Sweet. coming up. Thanks, dude. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the live Saturday edition. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. Maybe enough time for your call at this point uh, in these final moments of the program. Uh, Once again, our website, freetalklive.com. You want to help support the show? You like Free Talk Live, what we're doing on the program? Shop with us. Go to amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. And we'll get a percentage of your purchase. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Same great Amazon. You know, they've got a huge selection of products, 41 categories to shop in. Virtually anything you need to buy, even used items, whatever it is you load into your cart, Free Talk Live gets a cut. If you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We continue. Ladies first. Amanda, listening to WVTS in Charleston. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi, Amanda. Amanda. What's on your mind? mind? Well... I was listening to the drug conversation, and mm-hmm. I'm fine with, with pot, and that's people's personal choice. But the way I see it with crack cocaine, the way it hurts individuals and communities, I, I would really like to see dealers get the death penalty. Oh, my. I know. Why are you so violent? Uh, it's a violent drug. It, it gets to your brain. It it reorganizes. It actually physically changes the structure of your brain. Yeah, that's and true with alcohol. That's true with uh, all kinds. It's, it's true with uh, Hold on. Caffeine. With alcohol, it's a slower process. You've got 40, 30 years before you die of, of cirrhosis. Right, but that's not rearranging you get your a wet brain. brain. That's rearranging your liver. Or you get a wet brain with alcohol. Your brain or your liver goes first. But with, or your with crack cocaine, you've been on it for three years. You've depleted all your serotonin. How many people are you willing to kill, Amanda, in order to satiate your bloodlust? <laughs> no, it's a serious how many question. People, how many people's lives are you willing to destroy for freedom so for their choice to I use crack cocaine? They're choosing you, to you use wanna, it You anyway. want to have people get one, one, one-time use and you're addicted? Amanda. 
Look, my, one of my former co-hosts. My my name's Ian. One of my former Hi, co-hosts Ian. on this show was a was a crack addict at at one time, and I can tell you this: the crack addict wants to get crack, and if their yes. if if their dealer is arrested and put to death, all that does is it creates a market opportunity for someone else to step in and fill those dealer's shoes. There's plenty of countries in the world where drugs are given the death penalty. Pot is. It does yeah, like, what, what it, it doesn't matter. What countries? And what the countries? fact is, now here's the question is what how, countries? What Thailand countries? I think is pretty severe. Uh, I know uh, Singapore Dubai is pretty severe. There you go. You've got three. Um, the well, they don't. They don't have a lot of drug trafficking. They there, don't have a lot. Know, but actually. the drugs they have well, we are very expensive. It. Before you go on, it. the drugs are very expensive, and the people there are still people that are doing the drugs there, and they need to pay for those drugs. And you know that crack dealers or crack addicts have a tendency to steal or hurt people in order to get what they want. And if they didn't, if they if the drugs were legal, they'd be significantly cheaper. They wouldn't need to kill, uh, kill and steal and hurt people. And I just want to know. I mean. Are you willing to have my child killed by because some crack addict has to get their fix? You mean would your child be dealing crack, making it, no. making crystal meth, and making Look, crack? I've got things would in my house. Would your child be making I've got that things and selling in my it, house that people want to steal? Your child Amanda, for selling crystal hold on a second. Meth? I don't think you quite understand. Amanda, you don't understand question. the question. I have things. All right, that, I will listen. I will listen. I, will I have listen. things in my house that people might want to steal, and. They might very well come into my house to steal those things and kill me and my beautiful wife and my beautiful child in order to get those things. It's happened before. Because these drugs are so expensive because they're illegal. You think that's funny? Are you laughing? People die well, in America that these happened things. Before. It, you, it, you know, that's just funny. I'm laughing at not you, Ian, but your friend's side comment. What that is, was funny. Wait, what is funny about the fact that crack, uh, crack no, addicts and other... talking about beautiful child. No, no, it was just the comment, it's happened before. But nothing is funny about crack addicts, and nothing is funny about beautiful children being wrong. So are you okay with that? Because right now our families are in danger because crack addicts and other addicts are robbing people's homes, stealing things, holding people up at gunpoint in order to get the money they need to buy their black market crack. Good people that don't have crack addictions. Right, so you're willing to put people, innocent, good people's lives on the line in order to feed your war on drugs, is that right? No, no. Because that's no. what's happening. No, if you make I'm, drugs saying, illegal, I'm saying that we have for crystal meth, for crystal meth, that, that those people caught doing crystal meth, they should get the death penalty. For Ca- doing, doing crystal meth. Now you I mean, started for, your, for selling it, for, for selling, selling it, it, for making it, for making it, and selling it. Okay. Like, they are so lost. Like, all right, you don't, true story, true story, this is what happened to a little boy because his mom and dad were making crystal meth. He came home from school and he opened a trash bag mm-hmm. that was behind their yard and... The fumes from the byproducts killed him, but the thing was... The Do you think anybody's ever been killed from a, an alcohol still before? Hold I bet on, they have. Hold on. But they, we're talking increased rate and magnitude. The parents were still so oblivious, they didn't even know it had happened. Amanda, there's no doubt that... These meth, drugs are bad. Absolutely, Amanda. Is very, I'm not and then so it's cost Amanda, to community. Cost hold on a second. Are Let me we explain doing something here. Thing here? Amanda, you're killing my child for your drug war. That, That's the cost to the community. Well, you mean your boy. child? That is little boy. Drugs? No, my child is an innocent child. He's four months old, but you don't mind seeing him killed by a crack addict because you want to drive up the prices. Let's Amanda. talk about the real world here, Amanda. <laughs> Amanda, you calm down for just a moment here. You gave Amanda. us an example. Making them illegal drives no, I'm the prices up. I'm not following up. your logic. No, you're that, not. That is, Quite clearly. That is like. 
what kind of logic is that? Making the million that is like drives spin. up the price. That it's economics, like Amanda. Spin. It's simple and economics. I'm winning this argument, so you have to go way, way, way out and, and do Amanda. this spin thing Amanda. on me, Ian. People Ian. died from this drug war that you're talking about. What Innocent people. What drug war? All the right. drug war on methamphetamines and crack, Amanda. What are we talking about? Stick with me She's here. There clearly... isn't a drug war on methamphetamines and crack. There's yeah. a drug war on pot. What is the problem with I, pot? I agree with well, that. I agree with what you, is the problem with pot? I agree with you that most of the drug arrests are for marijuana, but about half of them are still for other drugs. So there is clearly a war on drugs. Let's use your example, Amanda, of the, the kid that died because he opened the trash bag. Okay. It had all the byproducts yes. of making Meth it. Meth is a very nasty product. The, the process to make it is very chemically, very nasty. It stinks. It's dangerous. There's no doubt about it. If drugs were re-legalized, all drugs, including meth, that little boy would still be alive today. Do you know why that is, Amanda? Okay. I can see that your point is there. If it was legalized, then they wouldn't have had to, like... Like ruin the children's lungs and the old people's lungs and ruin the entire house and have the Do apartment you know taken down because they'd have a little crystal meth factory That's and right. it would be sanctioned. That's right. It would be however, illegal drugs. And however, you the cost to the community still remains when you have people that are chronically depressed. No. And the yes, yes. After after three years of Amanda, crystal meth, after cre- three no. years of crystal meth, I'm going to your try brain to get the... cannot make sh- serotonin. Sh- sh- I I understand. It's a yeah. dangerous drug. Fact is, it's illegal now, and people are using it now. Now, look. Let me try to rephrase what Mark said earlier. Maybe I can do a better job communicating it to you. You're talking about this cost to the community. Well, the community is being put in danger by the fact that these drugs are illegal. I don't use crystal meth, but I'm in danger from those who do use crystal meth in that if they need another hit and they can't afford it and their drug dealer's not willing to accept a BJ in order to give them a hit of crystal meth, then they are going to go and steal things, break into cars, break into homes, hurt Wait a people. Second. Methadone's legal. Slow methadone, down. Methadone is legal and people... Still steal. People on methadone no, still no. steal. Still methadone is cars. a prohibited yep. product to the extent that you need to have a prescription to get it. All prescription so narcotics legal, should... Right? Op- no, it's legal. not legal in no, the way I that it's... No, I can't go get it. You can't go get it. It's legally distributed once you have the script. It's but that's the problem. That's the problem. It's, prescription drugs, are, people still rob for those because they're right. limited. That's exactly right. The prescription drugs... You'll go to prison for faking, um, you know, faking a, a oxycodone script. There should be no prescription process. You should be able to go... Because oxycodone changes your brain structure really quickly, too. There should be no prescription process. People that need those drugs should be able to simply go and purchase them. It's the fact that they are prohibited to some extent that drives the black marketplace. And, Amanda, if you don't get it, I'm sorry. Keep listening to the show. Maybe we'll get through to you. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. If you can't see... No concern for the innocents. If you can't see how it is... If you pick up a crack vial... You have made a decision. My child, whom the crack uh, user goes in and kills in order to get the, uh, the money out of my house, never done anything. The person who picks up the crack vial, the person who picks up the methamphetamine, whatever it is they use, uh, pipe, <laughs> that person makes a decision. They make a choice. Now, that choice may have bad consequences. I agree that it has bad consequences for the community, blah, 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 the whole thing. I know they have kids that are innocent. However... My child shouldn't be put in danger because of your war on drugs. Right. If you can't see how prohibition creates more problems than it solves, 
If you can't see how prohibition leads to more violence... Just look at Al Capone and the history of alcohol. It's simple. If you can't see it, you just aren't looking. Let's continue quickly here. uh, Short on time, Hank, listening to WGVA in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hank. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Hey, Hank, I'm sorry to say you've got no more than 30 seconds, but go. You've got a little time. Okay, but I just wanted to tell you, you know, they say the dangers of alcohol versus the dangers of marijuana. Come on. Alcohol, it's, it's, it's definitive facts that alcohol destroys organs. only thing marijuana could do is damage your lungs from the smoke, just like cigarettes. Okay. There you go. And, and it's debatable if it's it does that. Right. And then they say things like, um, there's no other, med- there's non-medical benefits. There's no non-medical uh, benefits. It's all, have- I wish we had more time, Hank. Good point so far. We'll back on Monday night. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.